Receiving love can be extremely uncomfortable, but I am hopeful that this next phase in my life will teach me how to truly be emotionally intimate with a partner and learn to receive love. My beautiful angels, welcome to Sex and Psychology. I'm your host, Lauren. This is very random because I've already put out my two episodes for the week, but as I stated in a previous podcast, I'm not going to do these episodes um, scheduled. Like, I want to create this content for you when it is super inspired and kind of off the tip of my tongue because I feel motivated to do so and I'm, I'm getting an intuitive nudge and acting on inspired action versus making a conversation purely for the purpose of launching it, if that makes sense. Um, I've been having this thought in my head for the last few minutes now, and if any of you don't know, I am unemployed currently, and in our society that is often very frowned upon because we have this belief that we should know what we want to do when we get out of high school at age 17. And then by 18, we should be in a four-year program, graduate from our bachelor's, and go off to be a medical doctor or have our, our purpose set in stone. And then we should work a nine-to-five job for the rest of our lives, get married, and have kids by age 30. And I am not falling into that group. The older I get, I was talking to my girlfriend, Ashleen, the other day about this. I am a 26 year old, I identify as a female, and I feel this immense pressure from my family mostly, but I think a lot of it is coming from society and it's manifesting in myself too. I feel like I'm running out of time. And it's really sad, isn't it, when we take a look at it? Because in the bigger picture, what, people live to like 80 years old? Is that the average? So. I'm running out of time. Is that really true or is that just a false narrative that I choose to play into? I was telling her I, I'm not in a relationship and I feel like everyone around me is getting married, having kids. Everyone I graduated high school with has a house or they're engaged and they have a career. In reality, I know this isn't true because everything is about perspective and from the outside looking in we all create these ideas of what other people's lives look like. An example I can give is when you're single and you see everyone else and you think, wow, I, I'm a failure because everyone around me is in a happy relationship. You know, they're holding hands, they're smiling and they're giddy. I can tell you from personal experience that is a thousand percent not true. I've been in so many relationships where Maybe on the outside looking in, we took a photo together and it looks like we're so content, but deep inside I was just crumbling and I did not want to be there. So I'm learning to navigate those struggles and really these judgments that we place upon ourselves and these expectations. I don't need to get married in the next four years. I don't need to have children in the next 10 years. What we have to do is focus on ourselves and realize that we all have different life paths. I believe that before we were born into this lifetime, because I believe that we have many lifetimes, 
Uh, we choose our our path. We choose our trials and our tribulations because we know that that is the catalyst to expand upon our soul's growth. And it was interesting. I was listening to a podcast yesterday and the teacher said that when we are very good at something, when something comes like very naturally to us, it's kind of like a gift or a talent. It's because we mastered that in a previous lifetime. So the things that you've been struggling with, your difficulties, your shortcomings, the challenges that you are experiencing in this physical realm, it's just because that is that is your soul's mission. That is your your higher purpose. And it is okay. We'll never be perfect at everything in life, but we have to show ourselves some compassion and empathy and understanding that it's okay to fall short sometimes. As long as we aim to learn from our mistakes and take the higher lesson from it, then we are gold. But that's not the focus I wanted to concentrate on for today. I wanted to share something a little personal that I've kind of not been sharing and putting off in fear that certain people will hear it because I am the type of individual that I hate hurting people. And I'm I'm really learning. I mean, it's all good stuff and, and I, I fuck up and, and I screw up here and there, but it just comes down to that unconditional self-love again where I will put others before myself in fear that I'm going to hurt them. I used to be such a doormat, if you've ever seen one, such a chronic people pleaser. Um, they called it something... Um, accommodation, pathological accommodation. And this ties into codependency and, you know, inner child wounding and, and healing that we need to do. But I would say yes, yes, yes. When I, my intuition was screaming, no, 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 just because I wanted to, it would hurt me to see the other person get their feelings hurt, if that makes sense. And I realized that this isn't coming from a pure just place it's coming from the insecurity that i want people to see me a certain way when we look at empaths and codependents versus narcissists it's really two sides of the same coin because narcissists loathe and hate themselves so much that they're not willing to look at themselves their soul is so wounded and they choose to come and react from that wounded place whereas empaths and codependence, not all the time, but sometimes in my experience, we are hurt. I don't want to say we're broken, but we we feel small and we don't know our right to take up space in this world. And we still act on a place of ego and fear because we want others to think highly of us because we don't think that way of ourselves. And it all comes down to like a distorted self-image and whatnot. So before I go on a tangent... I wanted to share this about my dating life. I haven't talked too much about it because some things have been going on, some realizations that I'm having. And it is, it's exciting for me because I feel that this is so necessary for my transformation and my metamorphosis, so to speak. So energy is fucking real, my friends. I was dating a lot (laughs) this summer. I am so getting emotional here, but it's all good. Um, I was dating a lot this summer. In July, I met my cousin's friend who I was crazy about, and the feelings were 
not reciprocated, which is okay. You know, gotta let people be where they're at. Gotta accept people and let them go. So I tried and I tried and I was kicking myself in the foot. I felt like I wasn't good enough for this person and it truly hurt me because over the summer I was so confident. I was doing keto. I got these blonde hair extensions. I've talked about this before and I lost 30 pounds and I was feeling beautiful externally. But this person was triggering me because it made me come back to my internal beliefs of I'm not good enough no matter what I do. Even when I'm feeling the hottest I've ever felt in my life, it's still not good enough. When in reality, we we personalize things so much and we internalize other people's actions. I apologize, my cat is meowing. We internalize other people's reactions and make it about us when... In reality, it doesn't have anything to do with us, right? The way other people treat us, it doesn't have anything to do with us 99% of the time. It's just a reflection of where they're at and everything in the universe is a mirror showing us what we believe we deserve. So that kind of fizzled out. I was learning to cut those cords of attachment and break my energetic ties to that person. And then I started hanging out with an old flame who in the grand scheme of things when I look at it he really just used me um to kind of boost his ego and and it's not I'm not blaming him I send him so much love and you know it takes a lot for me to get angry but it just sucked because here he reemerged, and I thought maybe it was a sign from the universe that I meant to be with this person because when people just reappear out of nowhere you know, it's, it's divine timing. So we got together and I started falling for him again. And we were together a few years ago and it didn't really end poorly. But then I told him that I had feelings for him and he said he didn't want to lead me on. And, um, he got back together with his ex. And when I'm looking at it, there was a lot of red flags and warning signs because he did message me saying he just got out of relationship and and it's okay I'm not I don't believe that this was a mistake I don't believe there's any coincidences or regrets in life I think that everything happens for a purpose so that was disappointing and then I decided to make a hinge and I went a little crazy on hinge I went on a lot of dates and it was fun perhaps what my soul was craving at that time and I met one person on Hinge that I, I don't know what it is about him. His soul just felt very familiar. And, you know, my own theories play into this. But I liked him so much right from the get-go. And I just felt this deep chemistry. And, and it was, it was crazy. He was like, my heart was on fire for this person. And then they ghosted me. And, you know, I really was flustered and frustrated and confused. And I was like, why is this happening? Why is this happening? This isn't fair. I meet someone, like, why is the universe sending people my way and it's not working out? Well, I had a really intellectual conversation with my therapist. And he was telling me about my patterns of going for unattainable people because I feel inferior. And when someone likes me right off the bat, I kind of get turned off because it comes down to a self-worth thing and I feel these un emotionally unavailable people are so attractive to me because one I'm emotionally unavailable and two that's what I'm used to this is the dynamic that is 
repeated itself throughout the duration of my lifetime in this body. So he was telling me, like, perhaps you need to go for a different feeling, a different person. And I really knew that it was a sign that I had to focus on myself. I had to stop looking elsewhere for validation because it's so easy to not want to be single, to always be searching for the next best thing because it's so uncomfortable to really look at ourselves. There's some sort of um, comfort and, and safety in constantly dating you know those people that break up and they're on tinder the next day looking for the next best thing it's because it is it could be very painful to sit alone with ourselves it's discomfort in being alone but i don't think it's the aloneness that is the issue it's the feeling of chronic loneliness and feeling empty without someone to distract you and when we have all these apps downloaded on our phone when we're dating and dating and dating we never really have to sit with ourselves and feel what's going on inside of us we think we know but if that was the case then we wouldn't be repeating the same thing over and over trying to relearn the same lesson so i had to delete all the apps I had to cut some ties with people and I told them, I'm sorry, I'm not ready to date. I need to be alone, which is very true. And it's funny because I feel like if this would have happened months ago when I was looking for it, I wouldn't have been receptive to this person that came into my life. So on Halloween, the day I deleted all the apps and I told everyone like, I'm not dating, I'm focusing on myself. I went to this Halloween party. And, and don't get mad at me because I know COVID and everything. It was a small gathering. But anyway, I started talking to this person that I'd known for like a month. Um, my friend's boyfriend's friend that we all went pumpkin picking together in October. And I didn't really think of him, anything of him at the time because I wasn't looking. I was so focused on these other people. And I was, you know, kind of in my lane. I had tunnel vision, I call it. And Halloween, he just, we were friendly and like hanging out and talking and it was great. And I didn't think anything romantic of him. But the next day, my girlfriend texts me and she says, this person wants your number. Like they're into you. They, was, they were asking me about you. And I was just kind of like, uh, you know, I'm not really trying to date right now. I'm trying to focus on me. But I, I knew that person uh, through my friend and he seemed like a great guy. So I was like, whatever, what's the harm? Just give him my number. And then I joined the gym and he just so happened to be there and he just kept reemerging and reappearing. And we started talking and needless to say, uh, this person's kind of like my boo thing right now. And it's, it's super interesting and I'm getting emotional because I think everything is, is as it should be. Everything is so perfect. We don't even realize it because we let our logical analytical mind get in the way. And I was listening to a show last night and it stated that oftentimes what we think we want is really what the ego wants, but it's not what our soul wants. And for so long, I was beating a dead horse, if that's the saying, and I was trying to force things and manipulate things and control this person to like me and, and want me. And the second I surrendered that, literally the same day where I said, I release this to you, universe. I'm going to let this go and trust and have the utmost faith that this will come to me when it is right. 
And through that belief alone, that spirit or God or goddess knows what's best for me. And perhaps I need to focus on lifting myself up instead of worrying about other people. Just through that belief, this person was manifested into my life. And they were kind of right in front of my face the whole time. And I wasn't even looking there. Another funny thing. Um, I don't want to use names, so I'll change names here. So for the purpose of this story, the person in July that I was trying to manifest that, you know, he had alcoholism and he just, he tried to use me for sex and that's okay if that's what he's looking for. But let's say his name was Dan. So me being super into the law of attraction, I was visualizing a Dan pop up in my phone, me hanging out with Dan Dan calling me, Dan being my boyfriend, and the person that I'm talking to and involved with now, their name is Dan. And I just laugh because with the law of attraction, we get so caught up and attached to this form. We think we know what we want. We think that this job or this person or this house is what's best for us. When we can let that go and trust that the form might manifest in ways differently than we had expected or wanted that is when we have the best manifestations the the manifestations that really align with our soul's divine purpose really align with that higher vibrational on that higher frequency and we just have to be open to it and this person seeing this person is making me realize a lot of my blocks because he is very emotionally available. He likes me a lot. <laughs> um, he's he's a great guy. He has a, a sweet soul, just a beautiful soul. Um, he's so light and everything that I kind of wanted uh, mentally, emotionally, he has. You know, he is, he makes me feel so happy, but it is very interesting as I'm learning more about myself that it feels so bad to feel safe because it doesn't feel bad to feel safe. It feels foreign to me and it feels uncomfortable because I'm not used to it. The people that I've dated in the past where it's been very abusive and turbulent, dysfunctional, toxic relationships, I'm used to it being from zero to 60. Like, I'm used to getting so erratic and anxious and feeling like on edge all the time and I have to pretend to be someone and I have to do something and I have to win their affection. This person that I'm currently with, I don't feel that. And it, it doesn't feel like I don't know what to do with it because with him, I feel calm. With him, I feel safe. With him, I feel like I could be myself and speak my truth. And our inner child, that wounded part of us, so to speak, that part of us that experiences struggle and adversity and kind of becomes addicted to the chaos, they reject that because they don't know what to do with it. And part of me was like, well, is this person not right for me? Or is it coming from my wounded self? Is it coming from that part of me that wants to destroy and self-sabotage and I'm really trying to not sabotage this relationship. I am trying to take it very slow because I don't know if a relationship is 
going to be in my best interest as I'm trying to move in the next year and whatever. So I told this person, I was like, listen, I can't promise I'm not going to hurt you. And I don't expect you to promise you're not going to hurt me. That's not realistic. But I do swear that I will be honest with you at all times. So I made this pact with this person and myself that I'm going to speak my truth, even if it hurts. I'm going to be as honest and transparent as I can and just communicate all the things, even if it's not what he wants to hear, even if it's not what I want to hear. Because I want to have a conscious, mindful relationship. I want to have a relationship where we lift each other up. And the fact that this is... It's... (sighs) He, I don't, when I talk about him, I get all kind of giddy and my face lights up and my energy just expands because I feel like this person is so kind and perhaps it's not what I'm used to, but perhaps going for something different than what you've gone for is a good thing. It's a sign of growth. It's a sign of moving in the right direction because if we repeatedly go for something that's not serving us and here comes along a person or a opportunity that has the potential to elevate us we are kind of going to resist it and resist it and i feel myself very ambivalent right now because this is different than what i've gone for in the past but what i've gone for in the past really it didn't serve me it didn't align with what I want for myself and so often what we will go for is very different than what we say we want. I say I want an emotionally available guy or a female. I say I want someone that makes me feel safe and happy and loves me and accepts me and doesn't try to change me and doesn't abuse me. Yet I would go for these people that were so emotionally unavailable that would make me feel like shit. It's it's interesting to see that what we think we want is very different than what we often act on. So it all comes down to self-awareness and just gaining that insight and constantly analyzing and evaluating and examining like, okay, is my behavior aligning with what my higher self is telling me to do? Am I listening to my intuition? These are some of the most important things that we can do in dating. And that's why I think dating at the right time is so... It's it's like um, enlightened as fuck because it brings up those wounding. It brings up those triggers. It brings up the areas that we really need to work on. And I just wanted to share this because I found it so interesting. And I know I kind of went off on a tangent, but I'll talk more about this um, at a later time. I'm going to end this here. I'm actually going to interview this person to be on my podcast. Um so that should be fun um i think he'll have a lot of great wisdom to bring to the podcast um he's funny he's nice he's just awesome he's honestly awesome and even if it doesn't work out even if i decide i don't want a relationship with this person um i'm going to hold the hand of my higher self the entire time and i will i will vow to never self-abandon again or at least try to not self-abandon because one of my biggest fears is losing myself in a relationship and I did express this to this person so I'm just going to not get too attached to labels not try to ruminate and perseverate on what's to come in the future 
um, I'm just going to try to live in the present, stay in the now. And I think when we do that, then we can never get it wrong. So thank you a lot for listening. I also wanted to say that I do apologize for using you guys so much. I, as someone that studies gender and sexuality, I realize that linguistics and the language we use is so important to shaping our culture and to shaping how our society sees individuals. So I'm going to try to not use the term you guys anymore. I don't want to label or identify anyone. And some people might think this isn't a big deal, um, while other people might take offense to it. So I'm working on it. And I do apologize if I offended anyone. In the previous shows, it's just what I'm used to. And it's a habit that I'm working to break. I hope you all have a blessed day. I hope you all find some light in the darkness that might be emerging in your life and realize that you really can do anything. The mind shapes the reality. You are the creator of your reality. You have the pen and paper in your hand to write your story and it's just unlearning that old narrative that sometimes drags us down. So you know the next best thing to do. I have faith in you and I hope you believe in yourself.